entertainment, sports, culture. This is Raleigh Co. Radio, podcast presented by Raleigh and Company. Welcome to this week's edition of Spooning with Dimitri. I am the aforementioned Dimitri. This, by the way, is how we're going to start each and every episode. Uh, Today's chef that is on with me is Jolie Rollins. She and her husband, Doug, are the owners and operators of the Cockadoodle Moo food truck. Now, Doug technically is the chef, and Jolie is the sous chef and sort of the marketer, and she's out front with everything. But Jolie and I uh, had had a great time sitting down in the Radio 96.1 studio and talking all about how they went from... Two very different careers. Doug has been a chef for a long time, but Jolie, uh, you'll hear in this, was in sales and medical sales uh, for a while. And it was just sort of a desire to spend time together, to be a family again, that led them to starting Cockadoodle Moo. So I'm going to move out of the way. I will tell you that the song today is Southbound by the Allman Brothers Band. And it just seemed right based on not only Jolie's personality, but also you'll notice the Cockadoodle Moo uh, menu is very traditional southern cookout kind of food. So uh, sit back and enjoy this week's episode of Spooning with Dimitri. So we've been uh, we've been rolling now for about seven months. Yeah, um, but it's been in the planning now for about a year and a half. Yeah. yeah. So was it just the the growth of food trucks around the area that made you think we can do this? Or had y'all always had like a culinary dream and didn't know exactly how it was going to take? Form? Yeah, we both have a pretty strong background. My husband's been an executive chef oh, for right. over twenty years, okay. so he's definitely got the culinary chops. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been in healthcare for the past eighteen years, but before that, I was a bartender, mm-hmm. cocktail course, waitress, yeah. and I worked at the Angus Barn as a manager for three years. Oh, cool. So I've so got some. Um, I was in healthcare sales, so I oh, worked right. at Medic Mysis, All Scripts. Yeah. Um, so, and then I worked for a little company called Immodal, mm-hmm. and a startup company out of Troy, Michigan. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, was your husband? I mean, if you for three years were uh, at the Angus Barn. I take it that your husband was an executive chef around here. He was. He was. He's worked at the NC State Faculty Club. That was the last job that he just, uh, I made him leave in July or else we were (laughs) never going to get the business open. Um, So he was the executive chef there. And then before that, he was at the Carolina Country Club. So your husband has had, um, your husband, Doug, by the way, for people listening that don't don't know. Um, He's had a really, like, unique uh, adventure. As a chef, because working in a club setting where literally everyone you're serving is kind of your boss. <laughs> I mean, it's so different. And, but, like, you know, you're expected to be creative, but if you're too creative, they get upset. Uh, I would imagine working at the food truck, there's probably a sense of relief for him at this point, right? A lot of relief. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of validation, too. So of there's course. a lot of things that 
um, when you're back of the house, which mm-hmm. is what he's been his entire career. When you're back of the house, and somebody comes back and says, hey, the Smiths really enjoyed that. You don't actually get to see the Smiths enjoying right. it. So what's been nice for me is to watch his transformation into they really do like the food and he gets to watch them eat and enjoy and come back. He can follow them on Twitter. So it's very um, a very different experience for him. Talks about where the ideas come from and where things are sourced, which is really important to Mm -hmm. us. And then, um, you know, gets ideas from them, feedback from them, and we incorporate that as best we can. Yeah, very cool. So the the drawback to that, and I'm just checking my phone to make sure this text wasn't from my... Uh, oh yeah, I guess it was you. I think we have the same. Uh, we have the same we, tone. We <laughs> must. Sorry That's about fantastic. that. That's uh, fantastic. The um, what was I? Oh, the now actually having some exposure to front of the house. Uh, does he or do you notice a um, sense of uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Maybe just anxiety. I bet you would feel it too as you notice the line building up. I mean, it's got to be this weird double-edged sword of it's great to have all these orders. Yeah, it is. You really, we've we've learned, and it's one of the reasons we we broke all the rules. So they tell you in the beginning, um, one of you has to keep your job. Mm-hmm. Never open up in the sh- in the slow season. Um, you know, don't go into business with your spouse. All of those things that you're not supposed to do, we just didn't really listen to. But it gave us an opportunity to kind of get a confidence and to mm-hmm. understand and work through some processes during the slow season so that when it hit, like yesterday at the downtown yeah. food truck rodeo, we had a line across the block. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was down the street and all the way down. And um, we both said, okay, let's make some money. Let's make some <laughs> yeah. customers. Let's, you know, let's have some fun. Um, whereas maybe four months ago, we might have had small heart attacks. <laughs> so, tell me, so take me through that process. And so you guys have been rolling for seven months. Yeah. But how long has the food truck actually been? That's or has, has yeah. the business been going? The business has been going since October. Right. So, um, so wait, so you guys had the, the business formed and you were on the road already? Yeah, well, we, we I guess July, he okay. quit his job right. last year. And then I quit my job. My last day was in September. Wow. And then October, we were rolling. <laughs> okay, so so tell me a little bit then about the process of just finding the truck. When we had Nate on from Cherba Cherba, yeah. uh, you know, he talked about that it was a lot of searching, but when they found the one before they even went out to see it, they knew this was going to be... Definitely. You know, this was going to be the truck. Yeah. So we um, we actually had ours built by a company oh, in wow. Florida. Um, and so we're a trailer with a dually pulling it. And mm. there, there's that's a big decision in and of itself. Yeah. Um, but My we figured. actually trying to start a, yeah. a truck down in Pensacola, Florida. And that's one of the things that we were talking about. If, you yeah. know, if your car breaks down, you can still take a trailer. That's out. exactly yeah. what we were thinking. We were like, hmm. So, you know, we figured once that happens, you know, we, uh, we're really strong about once we make a commitment to be somewhere we're right. going to be somewhere so we have to have that you know backup plan of how we're going to get in there um and so that was a decision and then we worked with several different companies that build trailers across the country okay. um and we got bids from them mm-hmm. and um, we didn't pick the most expensive we didn't take the least expensive but there was a company
company called the Trailer Factory in Florida. Mm. And they are very um, creative people. And they said, well, we can give you a CAD drawing, but it'll change once the, the once it starts to generate. So we don't want to waste any uh, labor there. Mm-hmm. Um, they did a lot of extras and things on the truck and just said, well, we were working late and decided yeah. that you needed a really <laughs> cool generator box. So you've got a really cool generator. And I'm like, well, how much does that cost? Well, it's all included. So, oh, wow. yeah. So they were really good. Um, drove down to Miami. And, of course, Doug had to meet with a guy who mm-hmm. um, told him how to buy a dually and what engine. I know more about diesel engines and duallys <laughs> than I ever thought I would. Um, but we drove down to Florida, never having driven a trailer that large, yeah. and drove all the way back. <laughs> so driving back must have taken way longer than you were used to. Yeah. Like, how, how fast, safely, yes. can you get up? Uh, 75, 80, okay. yeah. That's yeah. with nothing in it. With nothing in yeah. it. But, the you know, we have um, everything but food yeah. and water. So yeah. we had all the equipment in there and everything. Um, but it's heavy, so it rides a little bit smoother than you would think. Right. Um, it's, it's So we drove to Orlando, spent the weekend with some friends of ours, spent the night there, got up the next morning, drove to Miami, picked it up, drove back in five o'clock traffic wow. through Miami. I'm like, are you okay, baby? He's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. Well, Knuckles when you're, white. When you're doing that long of a drive, you're going to hit five o'clock traffic somewhere. Somewhere. <laughs> so then we went back to um, Orlando, spent the night with Mary Beth and Ed on their farm one more night, picked up our dog and drove back to Raleigh. And then I think we got back Thursday and we had a farm tour event with walk ahead farms that saturday wow so we were less than a week with our trailer no, ta- no you know no graphics on it anything like that and boom we were serving <laughs> so the 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 thing about starting a food truck is that when you guys decided you wanted to go into business for yourselves i mean i would guess like with most food trucks the plan is eventually a brick and mortar place or no um, I, you know, we've really fought that pretty hard. Really? We've got friends who own restaurants, right. and I know, uh, you know, like Van, you're from the Angus mm-hmm. Barn, and honestly, they don't vacation. Right. <laughs> we, my, dad, my dad was a chef, but, you yeah. know, as soon as he got his own place, there was no... There's no vacation, yeah. and we think that there's a light, there should always be a life-work balance. Um, it's one of the reasons we're in business together is our schedules were so off-sync. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any time together, and really, what's the point? Right. So, um, now we have more time. <laughs> he probably ever wanted but um so yeah so that is a is a drawback to the mm. brick and mortar when we close and we're closed for a couple of days the trailer is locked in storage it's secure it's sound and we don't worry right. about you know is so and so screwing this up or whatever we just don't have to worry about it so it's it's difficult you know uh when i talked to uh francois from belgian morphology he he very much would like to have his own brick and mortar but it's it's so funny he didn't put it that way but as you're saying it, you know, I'm thinking about, oh, yeah, I drove up to his house in Chapel Hill and the truck was just parked in his front yard. I mean, that was mm-hmm. that's uh, yeah, that, that's weird. So what what is then the um, I guess bringing in labor because or, or does Doug do you and Doug do it all? At the cookery? I, we or actually work, well, we do you work out of the cookery. I, um, we're actually out of uh, Carolina Commissary, okay. which is in South Raleigh, yeah, yeah. Um, and we park in Rollsville. So mm-hmm. we've got a storage space where they put in electricity so we can just plug in at night, cool. which is really nice. We don't have to worry about unloading the fridge if we want to go home. Right. And, you know, busy like yesterday. It was really nice to leave yeah. downtown, drive you know 15 minutes, and then <laughs> we were at Wakefield Tavern very shortly after that. <laughs> um, but the um uh, so we're we're there and like you know for example tonight because we sold out of everything mm-hmm. he'll be spending the night there in the trailer yeah. um smoking pork 
uh, beef, chicken wings. Uh, I think he said he's going to do brisket, probably oh, wow. chicken. So we are. When I say that we're out of everything, we are literally out of everything. Yeah, but, but is it a two-person operation? Do you have? We just point? April first, we hired um, DJ. He's mm. our very first employee. In fact, um, he won Employee of the Month oh, this year. <laughs> I know we're really excited for him. Um, but yeah, so he's um, he's our first employee, and he's you know rolls with the punches. Mm-hmm. He knows that we don't really know what we don't know, and yeah. there's no consistency there's no predictability yet um and, but he's in it he's yeah. um you know he's an integral part of what we do well now now that well i guess even before now when it was just the two of you how much of an adjustment was it for doug uh and you two like you know in in a restaurant club setting whatever there are all these uh, well there's so many different levels and so many different departments you know there's there are uh, computer systems in place to make sure everything is accurate and now it's you turning around and yelling to him what the order is, and the only system you need is an iPad. <laughs> right. right? <laughs> That's exactly right. That's about right. We, um, It's not sophisticated at all. In of fact, we, we lack we laugh at the lack of, yes. of sophistication, but it, keeping it simple really is crucial to running smoothly. Um, before we had DJ, you know, I was the executive sous chef to him. Uh, that I, I mean, I, God bless him. I, I really learned. We've been together over twenty years, so uh-huh. to see him still have patience um, <laughs> is really a beautiful thing. But our skills are very complementary, and we've always known that. I think, which is why we always wanted to go into you know at some point start mm-hmm. our own business. But we're very complementary. For example, he's creative. He can run the kitchen. He knows all of the safety. He knows all the flavor palettes. He knows all of that stuff. And I'm just like feed me and (laughs) and i can manage the books i can manage the social media i can manage the business end of it and so we we've been very but listen to him he listens to me so it's it's very collaborative but we each have our own areas where when somebody says you know this is what we're going to do then you know that's the final word so when where did your skill set come from and and his too is he formally trained not formally trained i think he learned at the knees of his mom and his grandma and relatives and then grew up you know from busboy to dishwasher so he came through the ranks um, and then for me, I was um, I went to state for accounting. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have the personality <laughs> for accounting, so that's why bartending, cocktail waitressing, sure. being a manager at the Angus Barn, and then went into healthcare. So where where are you from originally? Uh, Chapel Hill. Oh, I'm so- like one of five people right. that are actually. My sister happens to be the other one. We're actually from <laughs> Chapel Hill. Both of our um, grandparents had businesses. Oh, okay. So in Chapel Hill. And so what was food like for the fam? I mean, was it big family dinners? Was it just sort of give me a background of what it was like yeah so we um dinner every night Mm -hmm. at home um we didn't go out a ton um but my uh my stepdad enjoyed gardening my Mm -hmm. grandfather enjoyed gardening so we always had fresh vegetables always knew where our food came from um and then you know in in chapel hill in the carver area cliff's meat market Mm -hmm. you know always provided the big meals so if we were to have a big steak it came from cliff so we knew um, where that came from. Um, and, uh, you know, my um, my family always enjoys food. So yeah. we, yeah. we, I mean, it's being Southern probably, we used to laugh that my mom would, you know, finish one meal and start planning the next day's right. meals, right. you know, um, kind of how it goes. But it's always been an integral part the, of our family. So growing up in Chapel Hill, and I, I don't know how different it was then to now, obviously every time in the Triangle has grown since then, but, you know, it was always a college town. It was always a well-respected college, I would imagine there was probably more opportunity to 
see and try new foods yeah. than, you know, say, living in, uh, you know, North Raleigh yes. at the time. Yeah, definitely. In fact, uh, my very best friend on the planet, Marilyn Slaymaker, always jokes that when she met me at NC State, um, I said, well, let's go to Brugger's and get some hummus. And she said, what's hummus? And I'm like, what do you mean, what's hummus? <laughs> um, the neighborhood we grew up in was really a little, um, like a little UN. Oh, really? So we had um, we had uh, Pakistani, we had um, Israeli, we had every religion, every color. I mean, it just, I didn't know that there was anything other than mm. diversity growing up. So we would have a pig picking to welcome the pool opening, and there would be octopus grilling or tofu <laughs> or whatever, you know, somebody deemed that they wanted aside yeah. from a ha- half a hog <laughs> <laughs> that's very cool between between your pakistani and israeli neighbors <laughs> obviously not everyone is participating in the big well yeah and i mean we did as kids you don't know any different you just walk up to the door and you go hey do you have anybody about my size about <laughs> right. my height that wants to come play and ride bikes and throw rocks you know so that was sort of that <laughs> yeah <laughs> so about what time well tell me a little bit so you go into the healthcare field or the healthcare sales field and is it just a matter of uh, you guys want to schedule, you and Doug want a schedule that works together and that's it? Or is there a moment where you start to sort of get the bug of, I'm sick of pushing, I want to create? Yeah, I, absolutely. And I think I'd reached a point in my career and I'd, I'd been with several different companies mm-hmm. at this point. And I realized that in order to get to that next level where I really felt challenged, I was going to have to play some politics that I'm just not interested in doing. I mean, I live in a world where I don't have an editor. I just speak my mind. (laughs) And um, and it was becoming a point where I was going to have to kiss some butt. I really didn't want to kiss and do some things I didn't really feel comfortable with. And. Um, and, and the scheduling thing. So, you know, we have a pretty simple life. We don't have all, any debt except for our house. We don't have any kids, which is probably why we don't have debt. <laughs> right. um, and we like to take, you know, fun trips and do fun things. And um, and we just weren't able to. So Sunday, I'm finishing up laundry and kind of trying to get reset for the Monday morning rush. Mm-hmm. And he's all, just got off work at 3 and is like, hey, let's go, you know, let's go out and do something. So we were constantly not on the same same level and now when we're off work even if it's for a day or two we're at least in the same mindset with the same you know urgencies and things in the back of our mind surprisingly we talk about work itself less when we're at home oh wow um i think that commute back and forth from the carolina commissary (laughs) it's like 45 minutes there and 45 minutes back so but we can get it all out right and then when we get home it's home um, and it's that's a know. real tribute. I mean, I would that's a real tribute to you guys because it would be very tempting if the chef is sitting right there or the sous chef is sitting right there. Right, every <laughs> really love to tell you how you fucked up. I know, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and um, and and you know, he's really sweet about it too. You know, he'll say, "Well, in the future, what I think would work best." Right. <laughs> <laughs> We're still married, so <laughs> he has to be careful about that. Um, but I'll say that there's times where I'll. I'll get that tactical bug, mm-hmm. you know, situational jolly, and I've got to get some stuff done. And um, and he'll say, you know, let's give give me a time out here. Yeah. Let's just go sit on the deck and play with Roscoe the dog. And you know, and I'm like, oh right, I get more <laughs> out of him if I let him, you know, rest right. a little while. Um, so yeah. you said that uh, you wanted to keep at least the plan right now is to keep Cockadoodle Moo a truck because of the the big picture stuff, the the lifestyle stuff. Is there anything in, like, the day-to-day or the week-to-week, whether it's, you know, I mean, church or watching a game or whatever it may be, 
um, that because now you are not only in the restaurant business, but you are business owners, <laughs> like in order to keep that big picture the way you want it, you've had to sacrifice short term um not yet yeah. so I'd, I'd say not yet because we're certain that it'll happen mm-hmm. um you know we like to watch nfl mm-hmm. we like to watch nc state we're gluttons for punishment um <laughs> <laughs> sadly um but you know we still are very hopeful every time um, you know, when, when i moved here uh from alabama i would just i would watch well, all the football here, and think, how do people watch this shit? I'm but, right. That's exactly really, it's would, terrible. I would particularly key in on state and go and just think, how could anyone be a fan of this team? People, I, I think I went to a job interview, and I think I got the job uh, because I said, I'm a state fan. What do you mean I'm not hopeful, right? <laughs> I'm totally, I'm loyal, too. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But um, so far, so good. Yeah. Um, I think, um, you know, we've got an annual trip that we take to Outer Banks. Mm-hmm. Coming up at the end of the month, we didn't flinch about taking that time off. And in fact, what I normally did was I took a couple extra days before and after, you know, for myself because I had all this vacation time that I never used. Mm-hmm. And I booked that vacation time in for us. He's like, 10 days? What do you mean we've got 10 <laughs> days off? And I'm like, that's right, buddy. You get 10 days off. Now, two of that, you're going to be smoking port for me. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, so that, you know, again, that was another another win for us. Yeah. So yeah. for you guys, and I guess for you in particular, there is a segment or a, um, I guess, aspect of the food truck business that, boy, it helps to have your background. And that is sort of the making direct contact. And, you know, we'd love to come out for your employees after work on Friday and stuff like that. So how much of that or how important was that to you, to you guys getting the truck off the ground, finding that, you know, we know we can rely on this brewery or this yeah. office building where every week we'll have at least one or two things on the schedule. Yeah, most definitely. Um, Riley Brewing Company has been instrumental in us getting off the ground. Mm-hmm. And I have to give a shout out to Patrick and to Christy Neistead. Christy and I worked together at Allscripts for about 12 years. So she was in accounting. So right. when we had to take a booger of a deal and, <laughs> and, and con or talk somebody into saying, giving us the up or down, Christy was always really good at listening and, um, and giving us that you know and, and giving us the latitude there or saying no uh so about a year and a half ago when we decided that we wanted to do this um we went and had uh drinks with patrick and christy at raleigh brewing and essentially said talk us out of it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they said absolutely not it's the best decision we ever made was to do this mm-hmm. um and so they said we will give you Every Monday you want to do your soft lunch, you just come on out. You just let us know. We'll promote you. We'll get people out here. Mm -hmm. Um, But we'll tell you the truth. If you're not hitting the mark and if people are complaining, we will you know, we'll be honest with you. So having people around you that you trust and Mm -hmm. you trust their judgment and that are willing to be honest and truthful and timely with their feedback, (laughs) um, you can't ask more as a, as a startup, as a small business to have that. So they were great. Um, Walk Ahead Farms, which is one of the farms that we source product Mm -hmm. from, they've been awesome in terms of support and, um, and giving us ideas. And we're able to really share um, female business owners as well. Mm -hmm 
Mm-hmm. Um, I always laugh about Walkhead Farms because um, their whole story is 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 based on um, on the Bible, and there's there's a, a neat story. You have to go to their website because I'll butcher it, and they tell it much <laughs> better than I do. But in the beginning, when things were starting to pick up momentum, mm-hmm. um, Stephanie from Walkhead would call me, and she oh, would, this isn't the story of Walkhead Farms. Uh, right? No, <laughs> no, in the beginning, you tell me the story. Sorry, the sorry. So yeah, it's the, so Stephanie. Yeah, no. No, there's no Stephanie in the Bible. I don't think. Anyway, so um, so yeah, so their story is awesome. You need to go to their website and see it. But Stephanie would call me up and she'd say, hey, I just want to let you know that mom and Taylor and I prayed about you. So some great stuff is going to happen. And I'm like, okay. Well, then three minutes later, I'd get a phone call and something huge would have happened. Yeah. So every time she called, I'm like, I'm really tired. Can you not pray for us today? <laughs> Um, so they've been really, really awesome. Yeah. Um, and then I'll say, uh, like Nickel Point Brewery, which mm-hmm. is another one that we're at on a weekly basis. Um, they went into, they opened up their doors about a, a, a month before we did. Mm-hmm. And so we've worked really close with Mark and Shaluka and have just kind of said, look, we're going to go through these winter months together and we're going to provide each other with feedback and support. So they've been really, really yeah. good to us as well. That's cool. So yeah. then the, the bigger events, the, the rodeos, well, let's just talk about the rodeos um or the farmers markets too i guess that uh that kind of stuff do you just have to call and say hey i've got a truck and i want space or so it's not like if they find you kind of thing. well i mean a little of both yeah um so the guy who runs the downtown raleigh food truck rodeos was a member at doug's club oh okay so when doug gave his notice um he said well you know i know you're opening up a food truck so we already had a, mm-hmm. a dialogue there um and he's been really really good to provide advice on how to better serve at those events yeah. and um and to let us come out and and give it a shot Sure. So, I, 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 you know, based on the line and the way that people got through, I think we'll be asked to go back again. <laughs> so what is, what is the line like? Like, who is coming to your truck? And I ask that because I think a lot of people, um, probably my age and younger, so I'm mid-30s and younger, I think there's a certain idea for them of what they want out of a food truck cuisine-wise. Uh, and, you know, to me, it doesn't matter what you're doing as long as you're doing it good. But I imagine there are a lot of people that sort of look at your truck and go, oh, not Asian street food? No, thank you. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And so we do joke about that. Right. Um, I'm, you know, there's a big smoker that's mm-hmm. the last eight feet of our trailer. <laughs> and so it's natural, I think, to assume that there's, you know, a meat and two sides right. and some hush puppies. Trust me, there's nothing wrong with meat, two sides, sure. and hush puppies. Ah, I love it. But that's not what we are. We're not right. your typical barbecue truck. Um, it's a lot of global barbecue. Mm. And, of course, the traditional, we do very, very well. Um, do a pulled pork sandwich. We are using this Heritage Farms Cheshire pork. And it took Doug forever to find the right cut, wow. to find the right farm, to find the right temperature, to find the right time to find the right wood i mean there had to be was... times you were just thinking just pick a damn pig <laughs> i mean he would come home and, and stinking like smoke which is a good thing in our house but stinking like smoke and just um he would um he'd say i mean it was good it just and i'm like i am gonna stab you in your sleep you are not waking up tomorrow and i would taste it and i would think this is really good then we hit upon it. Yeah. And he came home and I'm like, oh, dare I ask? Of course I will. And he's like, so? And he said, it was absolutely how it's going to be from now until forever. He said, I just went and grabbed a bun and put meat. And I said, seriously? We, he said, that's it. And we get a lot of people who 
look at us and say, oh, barbecue truck. And then they come back and they're like, you got to be kidding me. That is like the best barbecue yeah. I've ever had. Girl from um, Kansas City. Mm-hmm. And she said, I've been here 15 years and you guys really don't know how to do pork justice. <laughs> and I said, fair enough. I said, I've, you know, I've eaten a lot of barbecue joints and I understand when it's macerated and it right. doesn't even look like what it's. I understand that. Um, and I said, I tell you what, just for funnies, if you don't mind a taste. And she said, we were at Gizmo Brewers. And she's like, uh, I don't know. And I said, I'll give it to you. So she, I just put a little bit, a little sauce, used the vinegar sauce, gave it to her. And she came back and she said, I cannot believe this is the best fucking barbecue I've ever had. I'm a convert now, this barbecue. So. You know what's funny is, as you were saying, that she, before, like, before you said that you gave it to her, I thought that she had tasted it already. There is, that's the other thing about being front of the house now, people, and it's the same in radio, people love to tell you how much they hate you. People love to tell you how much you suck before giving you a chance. You're like, wait a second. Yeah. yeah. Like, could you imagine standing behind your pharmacist while they're scooping pills into a bottle or That's exactly stuff? right. Yeah. That's exactly, oh yeah. It's, um, it's, it's, everybody's got an opinion. Right. Um, and we do things a little quirky and with our own, mm. you know, we do these um, St. Louis style ribs and he smokes them, cuts them into one bone sections and then he makes this it's like a play on a charchou so mm-hmm. it's a sticky sweet hawaiian type of yeah yeah and it is so so good but it's got a strong five spice mm-hmm. flavor and you would think kids probably wouldn't like it we've got a three-year-old girl zoe edge who cries if these ribs <laughs> are not on the truck i've got pictures on our facebook where she's literally three years old she's pulling the meat off the bone <laughs> in the air and i'm like mm-hmm, three-year-olds like us we're doing something Right. <laughs> so, what uh, is there a truck you look at um, and go, man? I want to have what they have. Not like, uh, not like cuisine wise, but business wise. You look at them and go, they hit it out of the park. Yeah, there's there's a lot. So there's so many new trucks, which is really fun and interesting. And you know, we call it cooperation mm-hmm. um, because you know we don't want a truck to fail right. because then it reflects bad on our industry and our market. Right. So um, at least from my perspective, and and so we try and be as supportive of each other as as possible. Um, I think um, I look at like American Meltdown, mm-hmm. and you look, they've got you know they're true to their vision, and it's consistent. And, you know, you don't hear people talking about that owner, um, you know, out degrading another business, another food truck, right? It's always at the highest ethical level. Mm -hmm. Um, He's very supportive of the local farmers. Um, Super successful business, you know, he and his wife had. And I I mean, I met him for two seconds about a year and a half ago at Midtown Market when his generator had died. I now have a greater appreciation (laughs) for how bad that must feel. But he was not able to, and he acknowledged, he was like, I'm so sorry, I've got all of this going on i wish you the best i've just got a lot on my plate i'm normally and i'm like i understand i just wanted to you know i, I just want to say hey yeah um but the fact that he um is just so very real and so very true to his vision mm-hmm. um and um and and his his sage advice to me was your husband's a chef he's going to want to go off the rails you're <laughs> going to have to reel him in and i said that to my yeah, i don't know but you can you can literally have so much inventory because mm-hmm. you want to try this and you want to do that right. and you want to do that but you can't do that 
that all the time. You've got to plan and you've got to be a little bit more strategic, which is not always good for creativity. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's where I kind of come in and go, honey, look at the numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so do you guys, talking about other trucks, do you guys sort of have um, – do you have your, maybe not partners, maybe that's the wrong word, but do you have your trucks, like, if you're going somewhere and you know they're going to hire, you know, two other trucks for an event, you yeah. know who you want? We do. Yeah. We do. I mean, there's people that we um, we compliment very well. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is Halal Haven. Mm-hmm. And, um, and not only just, like, straight up nicest people on the planet, um, but their food. And I, was, uh, I know I'm going to make some of your blush, but he has this beef stew, which sounds like beef stew, but I obsess about it. It's yeah. this Pakistani beef stew that is ridiculously good. Best hummus, best yogurt sauce, wonderful. And then Amigo-san. So Ed, um, Chef Ed and Doug and I have known each other for a very long time. We have mm-hmm. mutual friends, um, Kathy Teague and some other folks. And, um, you know, they do kind of the Asian take on tacos. Right. So we're kind of a good a good match. Any of the sweet ones, right? So not just, <laughs> I, not just Icy and Crystal that's, and Don. That's what yeah. Mike, uh, from Five <laughs> told me because I sort of asked him the same yeah. question. He wouldn't tell me who his group was, but he said if you want to make – friends of this business real fast no one steps on anyone's toes with a sweet truck absolutely absolutely <laughs> you got to take care of the sweet trucks and they're awesome like at brugaloo not mm-hmm. just icing was beside us and they had had brake issues i mean it was everything they could do to get to the brugaloo and then of course it's raining and cold and they're right. in a tent you know what i mean <laughs> so we had some chili and we got a break and i said please go take crystal and not just icing some chili he was like all oh, right i'm on it so he had water for him he had you know hot chili <laughs> and we saw him yesterday they were like oh thank you so much we warmed up it was perfect so um so, so do you socialize good. with any of these people outside of work as much as we can sure. you know what i mean i think when um you know like um samir's and carrie we're in north raleigh right and and so, um, and he's got a family, you know, he's got kids and, and small kids and, you know, we've got a dog. Right. <laughs> you know what I, mean? so I just have my doggy and pair come take care of my, take care of my Roscoe and we're all good. <laughs> so if, so if the plan is not, um, or I guess if brick and mortar is not in the plan right now, is it just ride this thing out and see what happens or like yeah. in the back of your head is there... Maybe you haven't shared it with Doug, or maybe he hasn't shared it with you. You do know us. <laughs> <laughs> but is there something that, you know, you're thinking this would be the logical next step? Yeah, probably. I, what I would think the next one, the next logical step is probably a storefront. Mm-hmm. And that would be something that, like a cafe, like an 11 to 7 right. kind of deal, so that we could have somebody doing prep. Right. You know, 60 hours a week. Um, and then um, Cockadoodle Moo 2, mm-hmm. which um, we certainly want to do. And uh, we've got a local guy here now that we met since we had our last trailer built who can do a phenomenal job. It's yeah. um, Jack of All Trades by George. Mm-hmm. And um, any food trucker out there, you know, George stands by his work. I can tell you, he has our sense of urgency. <laughs> um, I can tell you several Saturday nights where we had an issue and were able to text just getting set up for Monday to meet with him mm-hmm. and he would show up with his wife and say oh, wow. I, can't, I can't let you guys you know feel this way not have your you know let me look let me see what I can do and several times he was able to actually fix it on site and wow. um, and I think those are the kind of customer service things that mm-hmm. you know you have to keep in mind that are important um, you know it's not always the cheapest price yeah. that's going to get you through and and George has recommended a lot of things for us that have saved us an enormous amount of time there's um, 
I mean, you wouldn't think about it, but like with a trailer, you have to do that route. You have to jack it up, right? right? So you can imagine like a 12,000 pound trailer. I'm not able to jack it up and I'm pretty daggone strong. And I, and so at the end of a brutal shift, Uh Doug is having to jack this thing up and then jack it down. And he was just exhausted. So George was like, why don't we just put an electric one on there? And I'm like, there is such a thing. I mean, who knew there was such a thing? So almost on a daily basis, Basis, we go, oh, thank you, George. <laughs> Drrr, down, Drrr, up. That's it. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> so you mentioned cockadoodle moo too. Um, well, first of all, where did the name come from? And- okay, so my very best, we had a naming competition uh-huh. among our friends, and my very best friend Marilyn came up with the name. Um, and I mean, we had some really, really good names, yeah. and um, one of them, which I really like, because we're we're really about sustainability mm-hmm. and using everything, and so we wanted to be Rooter to Tutor. Um, <laughs> enough people don't know what a Rooter is. Yeah. <laughs> so you mentioned cockadoodle moo too. The the idea that someday there would be a cockadoodle moo too. Would you? Is that if you did a second truck? Is that what you would want to do? So, uh, another chance for you know, the cockadoodle move brand to get out there or would you want to do something different? Uh, it kind of depends. Right now I really enjoy what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And if um, if we were able to do so, so that one would be more focused on the catering and the weddings and things like that. Like right. we're doing four weddings this year. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them for another executive chef, which yeah. is really exciting and um, and fun to do. But that would give us the ability to have two vehicles that we could take because we're going up to Banner Elk. So we right. would have two refrigerated units that we could roll up there yeah. and be able to do the bigger events like that so what is uh so you we talked about you traveling from miami back when there was nothing in there <laughs> what what is it like to do a trip like to banner elk or have you done rodeos in Mm-mm. greensboro no? no so this will be our first but i have to say um you know in six to seven months of driving that thing loaded down everything you really get well i say hit he gets really good right about traffic and it doesn't bother him mm-hmm. whatsoever we go through i mean we went through jacksonville i guess you was, have to sort of adopt that mindset of just more people seeing the yeah. Brand now. yeah and we you know we're waving at people yeah. and, you know and i i've had to say you know you can't cut people off anymore <laughs> Yeah, you because know, our phone numbers are right there on the truck. It's really not good. <laughs> so what uh, when you go from when you so you guys live in Raleigh and yes. you cook in Raleigh? Yes. Um, so doing rodeos, I mean, just the triangle alone, the three big spots I would imagine are probably Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill. For mm-hmm. that's three different county government county regulations you're dealing with yeah actually what's really nice is that the health like in terms of environmental services Mm -hmm. the health department all the same in all the counties so once you get your um once you're you're certified Mm -hmm. like in wake county i think wake and mecklenburg are the two toughest counties even though the regulations are the same um, if you go into another county, all you have to do is just send them an email and say, mm-hmm. I'm going to be here on this date at this time. And um, if you've got Wake County, they generally don't. Yeah. They generally don't say anything or come out. But we got a 99 on our first round. Oh. So we felt pretty good about <laughs> not, that. Not to brag or anything. <laughs> I just want to mention that maybe. <laughs> well, Jolie Rollins, thank you so much for sitting down with me. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs>
And there you go. That's this week's episode. Thank you so much to uh, Jolie Rollins. Doug obviously could not be with us. Uh, but uh, look for the Cockadoodle Moo truck whenever they are out and about. You can hear uh, from her talking about just all the planning that went into it and, uh, frankly, the money that went into it that they set out to not only have a food truck, but, you know, it, it very much seems like the idea was we are going to have the best food truck that we possibly can. So wherever you see Cockadoodle Moo out, uh, be sure and check them out. All right, that's going to do it for us this week. If you've not already done so, please go on to iTunes and uh, rate us and keep up with everything that is going on uh, with Raleigh Company and Raleigh Co. Radio by going to RaleighCompany.com. We'll talk to you next week.